ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back after a few weeks yeah. to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is, well, I just came back from Disney, Steve Barber. <laughs> and joining me, as always, is my awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. How have you been doing over the past couple of weeks? Anything new? Um, started started a podcast about all kinds of nerdy stuff. Uh, I've got four episodes up now, so go check those out. Um, I only listen to three. I'm behind already. I'm behind already. Yeah, there's yeah, there's four. It's like an intro oh, one, and then there's one ranking all the live action Batman movies, and then got the it. third one is. Uh, why Batman is my favorite superhero, and then I know, the, somehow I missed that one. And then the fourth one is about Valerie Thomas. That one I listened to. Ah, uh, Batman, my favorite superhero. I haven't marked his play. I'm gonna have to go. Back. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. <laughs> somehow I I haven't marked his played. Maybe I saw the word Batman, and I was, and I was thinking, why thought it was the other one? Yeah. Yeah. And okay, so I, I'm I'm already behind. Dang it. <laughs> Uh, how often are you recording these episodes? Uh, I plan on actually like recording at least one a day, but I'm going to drop okay. them like three days a week. Monday, my plan is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'll be uploading new episodes, but I plan on recording at least an episode each day. That way I have some in reserve in case something comes up and I don't get to record a certain day. Then I can just go ahead and upload it and not have to worry about it and see every once in a while i think that we could do that you know just have a weekend where we're just sitting recording recording a lot of people do that but i think the nature of our show it would actually i don't yeah. think it as well yeah i agree um, yeah because i mean that way i could have had one in, in the can ready to release last week <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, now now we're supposed to have a t-ball game thursday so tentatively, I won't be able to record on Thursday, which we'd already talked about that. Right. But I, I'd actually already planned on not recording Thursday unless you came back mm-hmm. and told me that you were good to go. But but there is an 85% chance of rain here on Thursday, which will rain out our game. So if it if it rains here and we don't and we don't end up having a T-ball game, then I'll be ready. I'll be good to go to record. Okay, I would if, try to make sure I'm home by eight thirty because that. I mean, um, if I'm just saying, if not, then that's fine. I'm right. just saying there's a possibility I might be free Thursday night. Just depends uh, on the weather. Uh, every once in a while, I'll, I'll say, "Man, we haven't recorded in a while. I'm getting kind of itchy." And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> I need to record something. Yeah. Um, but uh, Layton actually has saxophone lessons that day. He normally has okay. it on Friday, but it's been moved to Thursday. To Thursday. Uh, but that's at like six thirty, yeah. Um, or six, yeah. I think it's either six or six thirty. I think it's six thirty. Um, and we usually go out to dinner right after. Um, just just do what you got to do. Well, yeah, we'll figure. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's always so, you know family first. So yep. And this will be you know since Avery is back in town with us. Uh, because I just went and got her. That's the reason I was gone last week is because I drove down to Florida. Uh, took two days to get there, two days to get back. But while we were there, um, you know, Avery finished up her time with the Disney College program. And, 
you know, her last shift was a week ago yesterday. Uh, she was in Hollywood Studios working in Toy Story Land. And I can tell you right now, she absolutely hates Toy Story right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Dad, if you had to listen to that music all day long and you had to do that, I'm like, okay. You know, it's like it. Yeah. And, and of course, when my wife booked the trip for us, you know, my wife's the travel agent. Uh, she, she had us in the, the resort was all-star movies and what they call the preferred rooms, which means your closest, you know, right. Um, and well, that particular building, the theme of it is Toy Story, Mm -hmm. you know, so Avery's like, figures. Thanks, mom. I'm like, Avery. (laughs) It's Way to go, close, Mom. Yeah, it's the closest one to the, you know, to the main building. I mean, um, but I mean, you know, we still had a lot of fun. I mean, you if you go down to Disney and, and don't have a good time, that's your fault. I right. mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, because they, they, they really do have something for everybody. Uh, you may have to go find it, you know, yeah. um, may not be as a parent, but you know, and um and since you're like you said, you're the self professed nerd, you would like probably like um Epcot. You know, especially with all the countries and because you like geography. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, it's yep. um, that's really, really fun. My my favorite park is a toss-up between Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Hollywood Studios because of all the movie stuff and, and Star yeah. Wars, the Star Wars stuff is over there. and uh, But Epcot because I'm also kind of nerdy. But, okay. yeah, I mean, and... Here's something you you will appreciate um, because anytime you go on a long trip, of course, you end up playing the license plate game. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we spotted almost every state. The only three we really? missed. Yes, uh, actually, last time when we drove every down back in uh, late last July, we actually uh, did even more. Uh, but this time we got all but three. Oh, uh, wow. North Dakota. Nevada and Montana were the only three we didn't get. Okay. Um, but we also we did see um Ontario, Quebec, uh New Brunswick, and Nova Scotia. Wow. <laughs> now yes. Yes. I, yes. I just happened to message my you know, our friend BC Hunter yeah. from the Wrestling with the Truth, Wrestling with the War, Wrestling with the Eighties. He has all sorts of names now because he has the audio channel and he has two YouTube channels now. Okay. Uh, right. right now, Jay has taken a, a hiatus for a little bit. He, he's got some personal things he's taking care of. And, you know, so BC is actually running solo for a bit, although he has had guest hosts on there from time to time. And he said he would, he would love to have at least one of us, hopefully both of us to come mm-hmm. on because we had a lot of fun in there the first time. But I told him, I was like, Hey, BC, I said, I'm, I'm seeing some Nova Scotia plates. I'm going to Florida. <laughs> and he messaged me back and he's like, yeah, us Nova Scotians love going to Florida. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. I uh, also saw a Washington, D.C. plate. Really? That's a rare one. Yeah. You know, because there's only like, you know, what, uh, 100,000 people, 200,000 people that live in D.C. and most of them stay around that area. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to see those plates every day when I actually uh, was stationed in right. Maryland, right about 30 minutes away from D.C. But, um, but yeah, saw a government plate, you know, of course, saw Alaska and Hawaii. Um, yeah. And the last state we spotted uh, almost that we could knock off the list was actually New Mexico. Um, and I saw that one actually at the, the parking garage at Disney Springs, you know, their big shopping area. 
where that was the place where um, I met up with a friend of ours from high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've told you about this before. Yeah. Because I was like, holy crap, dude, Mike is down yeah. here. Yeah. I said, his daughter is also doing the Disney college <laughs> program. And because uh, he was one of our, our good friends from high school. And, you know, and I haven't seen him in a very long time. You know, he doesn't yeah. live in Kentucky right now. He lives in Texas, yeah, even though he's actually in Hopkinsville right now, uh, dealing with some stuff. And, you know, so I was able to see him. You know, we actually met up with, you know, hung out at Disney Springs for a little bit. But, I mean, he was that was his last day there. He was actually flying out that afternoon. And, um. And he and his family, they actually had to go eat. So we actually, we, we got to hang around for about 30 minutes. And and then um, we had to uh, part ways. You know, but I mean, it was good to see him. And it was like, holy crap, because the first time I, first time here I ever went to Orlando was with each other back in 1992 for spring break. Right. I, I wasn't even in college, but I still went to spring break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, we went down there. We actually, it was me, him, and another guy named Ken, who was a couple years older than us. We drove down to Daytona, figured out Daytona was really expensive. Uh, the next day, we went to Orlando. We we watched a spring training game between the Mets and the Royals. It was on St. Patrick's Day, I remember, because the Mets were wearing green uniforms. Um, I got a home run ball from Daryl Boston, got it autographed. It's somewhere at my mom's house. Uh, no, I did not catch it in the outfield. It was, like, thrown to us by some groundskeepers, and I just happened to be oh, a wow. big, big, tall, lanky arm and caught it. Um, we went to the Hard Rock Cafe. Then we went to the Magic uh, and the Knicks that night, pre-Shack, because we got tickets mm-hmm. from a scalper. You know, there's no way we could have got tickets if Shack would have already been there. Oh yeah, yeah. Shack was still at LSU during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and uh, then we ran out of money and came home. <laughs> so, uh, but my mom thinks I was down there for a week. Ah, uh, okay. So we stayed, you know, at least I stayed over at D's house for the next, you know, four or five right. days. Yeah. So, so if my mom, if she's listening, which I don't think she's listened to an episode yet, I'm sorry. I was <laughs> not actually not in Florida for that whole time because we ran out of money. Right. <laughs> uh, so, um, but while we were at Disney, I'm actually going to share my screen. And for those of you who... um. <laughs> Are watching on YouTube. Uh, whoops, I didn't want me to show that picture yet. I'll tell you about that picture here in a second, as soon as I can figure out how to get to. Okay. This picture here. <laughs> Let me see if I can zoom in on that a little bit. Yeah. If, if you're watching on, on YouTube, this is a picture taken on the ride Expedition Everest, which is in Animal Kingdom down at Disney World. If you notice, there's a fat guy wearing an armchair booking t-shirt and wearing a luchador mask. And beside him <laughs> is a kid wearing a Sesame Street shirt. I don't know why my 12-year-old, you know, that's his favorite, you know, one of his favorite shirts. <laughs> also wearing a different luchador mask. And the young lady sitting behind us with her hand over her face and she embarrassed me. <laughs> <laughs> that is my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> so I told her we were going to do it. I even made her, she had to carry the masks in her bag that she could. She's like, Dad, please. I'm like, you get to wear masks too. She's like, I don't wear a mask. Well, it turns out, you know, the masks that I have, um, 
they the only one there's i also have a real like ray mysterio like the half luchador mask yeah um it won't fit my fat head and and so i was actually afraid it was going to fly off you know if, if you right know, yeah. you know even with yeah so these i had, you know had to restring and i have one more the the captain america looking mask uh right that, that one doesn't have any strings i have to i need to put a string in the back of it to actually tie it mm-hmm. um but you know so i mean i think that's a good way to advertise right there oh yeah um definitely yes this picture here is taken at Bucky's in Richmond, Kentucky. This was on the way back. I finally got to meet Jamie and John. From awesome. Tr- oh, yeah, two great guys, dude, seriously. You know, we, we didn't get to spend a lot of time there, but I got to meet them. Uh, John had his kids. Jamie had two of his kids. Or no, one of his kids. Sorry, he actually has four kids. Uh, John has two. But they brought, you know, some of their kids up there and – um. I was finally able to meet them from True Crime Cast slash Bless Their Hearts. Notice the shirt I'm wearing. I did that so they could spot me easily. You know, <laughs> I could have, yeah. you know, yeah, could just see the big fat guy wearing the Bless Their Hearts shirt, which I'm looking at going, man, I need to lose some weight. So, <laughs> uh, and then we were on, we were almost home. We were about 15 minutes away from home. And we're on US 68, you know, the same US 68 that runs through Hopkinsville, but it also runs through Mount Orb. And as we were going, some guy come flying past us. Not just us, but he goes to go past the car in front of us. And even after I slowed down to let him in, because I'm like, there's no way he's going to get around that car because I could see the right. ocean of traffic. And apparently he still thought he could get past that car. And he almost hit another car head on until he veered to the left. And this is that car immediately afterwards. Oh, Obli- Lord obliterated a tree um hit this pole kind of bent it there's actually a cable that was hanging down on the road and you can see a little bit better shot i had the license plate blacked out so right. you can't read it but yeah, as you can see this is his front fender right here so yeah i mean it's just he's, he's lucky to be alive yes he is very lucky to be alive uh he survived he only got a big old bump on his head um i'm going to guess his airbag deployed but if he if his head he either hit it that fast where the airbag didn't stop him all the way mm-hmm. or maybe he just wasn't wearing a seat belt in to begin with um, yeah usually somebody being that reckless uh, the weird thing is they usually not also not wearing a seat belt yep um he actually declined the ambulance care really the ambulance came out there <clears throat> looked Excuse him me. over but then they left and i'm like well i guess he didn't want the ambulance um, you know, but of course now his insurance is going to go up. His car is going to be totaled. Um, he's mm-hmm. going to get cited for reckless driving. He's going to have to pay for that damage that they did to the pole. Yep. Um, if his points are, if he already has instances on his license, he could potentially lose his license. And, you know, and that, that all happened right in front of us. And, uh, first time either one of my kids have ever seen a wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in wrecks. You've been in wrecks. Yep. They're no fun. Um, Not at all. Nope. So, uh, but yeah, so that was like the end of that trip. Because I was thinking, oh, I met Jamie and John. This trip is not complete. Wrong. Had a wreck happen right in front of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so so all the license plates, plus I was saying about the New Mexico license plate. That was the last one we saw in that parking lot. 
because it was just on a random vehicle like parked in a corner and it was almost like a scenario out of like grand theft auto you mm-hmm. know they, <laughs> they always had the ve- the vehicle you're looking for it's parked i would wait and see like a blue arrow across yeah the top. Boop, 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 you know, point down <laughs> to it. but um and if anybody who's watching you know or if any long-time listeners of the show when we talk about jamie and john john there's a picture of him from aew that has actually become kind of uh viral and it's when uh which briscoe brother and i'll because i'm if i miss name i'm gonna feel real bad uh jay passed it was mark that was mark flying through the air yeah. yes yes and you see the fan standing there like this with his arm raised like yeah that's john and and he's a he's a big guy <laughs> so <laughs> um but that is john and so since the since we usually talk about wrestling, that's why I'm just going to go and just do straight out segue. You're in wrestling. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Bam. But if anybody would like to email the show to give us, um, to just tell me why I should be talking about wrestling and not Florida, um, <laughs> it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Just just do a search for armchair uh, booking or armchair booking podcast, armchair booking wrestling podcast. Uh, or as Bill After renamed us, Armchair Podcast. Yeah, but, yeah. And I, I'm still torn on that one. I'm like, Bill After <laughs> called it that. So, I mean, we might have to change the name. Yeah, you never know. I mean. I mean, that is that was Bill After who did that. So I'm like, ah. It's like, oh. <laughs> that, that is a, people don't get, I mean, I'm serious. That, that is a tough one. I mean, mm-hmm. um, because Bill After, of all people, the, you know, the former, you know, the head of the After Mags, uh, called us that. I was like, ah, oh, crap. I need to tell Joylan we got to change all our t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can do, you can just do a search, find us there on Twitter. It's at Booking Armchair. Uh, TikTok, it's it's Armchair Booking. Uh, our merch store is tpolitic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. Audio platforms, you can find us in just about anyone that is out there. If we're not there, let us know. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching, it's the only video platform that I know of that we're on. If, also, if you're watching YouTube, uh, by now you've probably seen the advertisements come scrolling across mm. at least once. You know that actually you have all the information, but I'm going to add one because I've been putting up all of Dwayne's social media, like Fat underscore Daddy seventy three. But now I'm going to make sure I actually create some new ones for the Intellectual Rockstar. Yeah, my new show. Uh, gotten some really good feedback from it so far, so I'm I'm having fun with it. And you've already got audience members from Canada, I know. Yes, okay. um, I got I uh, I got a download from Spain. Mm. You know what? Maybe it's our, our old Spanish teacher. He knows. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Faulkner. He knows. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, so that's how you contact us. Go check out Dwayne's new podcast. Uh, I already think it's really good. You know, because Thank I'm going to be—I'm already behind on episodes. If that says anything, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Crud, yeah, I—I mi- I, I don't know how I missed one already." Because you said I got I try four to, out. I try to keep them like half an hour or so because it's right. like when you're doing it solo, it's kind of hard to do like a whole. 
Oh, I know. know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know. I get it. It's hard to do like a whole hour when it's just you, but I do have a lot of, uh, of course, you know, I know you'll be a guest on the show and then I've got several other people lined up to be guests. So that'll be good. Heck yes. So, but when I texted you earlier today, of course, we were talking about intellectual rockstar podcast. Then it hit me. I was like, what is our topic for tonight going to be? <laughs> and I already had one in mind, but I just wanted to see what your input, you know, what you want to say. And you said, let's talk about the new title in WWE. I'm like, that's exactly what I was already thinking. So mm. like we say, great minds and, exactly. and, and us too. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, before we talk about the new title, new because Triple H, Hunter Harris Helmsley, Hall of Ek, uh, Terra Rising, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, he unveiled a new belt. Nobody's sure yet of the new title name. That's it, been, it's like, a, is the world title? Is it WWE title? From what they're saying, it is going to be kind of like how the old brand split was, where one show would have the WWE Championship and then another show would have the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, and it's like they it's like they did their version of the big gold belt with the corporate WWE logo on it. Now that logo works for the belts that Roman Reigns carries. To me, it does not work in the middle of something that's supposed to look like a classic piece of history. It's like they yeah, exactly. The big gold mm-hmm. belt behind Steve, my opinion, best looking championship in the history of wrestling. I disagree. <laughs> you disagree, but, but that's fine. But this, I'm just going to say it, this monstrosity that they tr- they trotted out last night just looks terrible. I mean, it's just, it looks like if you bought the World Heavyweight Championship on Wish <laughs> is what it looks like to me. I mean, I was honestly, I was going to say it's not bad looking, but it's not great. Now it may grow on me. I thought the spin, I thought the spinner belt was god awful when I first saw it, and it grew on me. Uh, that would never so, grow on me. <laughs> I always, I now I'll tell you, I'll tell you the go. one that's never grown on me is the Intercontinental Title. The new Intercontinental Title. No, they had the best looking version of that championship until the Attitude Era kicked in, and then they changed yes. it to the big the oval thing. But the one that Randy Savage, Mister Perfect, Razor Ramon. Um, the white Austin. Well, they had a when the ultimate when Shawn Michaels and the Ultimate Warrior had it, it was white. There was also a yellow strap when the Ultimate yep. Warrior had it, but most of the time it was black. And some of the absolute greatest wrestlers ever mm-hmm. held that championship. And I just don't like this version of the the Intercontinental Title. I'm just not a fan of. I mean, okay, here's the thing. Why, why create a world heavyweight championship belt right. when the WWE championship literally says world heavyweight champion on it? I own a replica of it, and it says world heavyweight champion on the bottom. Why not just call it the WWE world heavyweight championship? Why not have Roman drop that belt to somebody? Exactly. They could have done that at WrestleMania and had him drop, drop that belt to Cody he could still have the universal title because Roman has made the universal title important. More, you know, nobody else was able to make that title mean something, and Roman has. 
My problem with this championship is it ruins the Roman Reigns story. Yep. Roman Reigns has held the, the world title in WWE for a thousand days. Mm-hmm. The, the story is that Roman Reigns has built himself into this unbeatable. He's the mountaintop. He is the final boss of WWE. As far as the main event scene goes. That's what they've done all this. That's why they have unified the titles to begin with and all this. And now all of a sudden we've got a new world heavyweight championship, which is going to go to whichever brand that Roman gets sent to in the draft. Then the world heavyweight championship will go to the opposite brand. Uh, The new champion will be determined at night of champions in May. The problem is Roman's walking around with two titles. So what do you do about that? <laughs> if you're if you're if you're going to have one brand's going to have the World Heavyweight Championship, Roman's walking around with the World Heavyweight Championship and the Universal Championship. If you go by literally what the belt says, Roman's walking around with a Universal title and a World Heavyweight title. What do you do about that situation? Do you get rid of the WWE championship, which you cannot do because that is the that's the cornerstone of the entire history of the company is that championship. Do you get rid of the universal title and waste all that time and effort Roman has put into making the title important? Nobody thought this through when they're like, Oh, well we need a champ. We need a world title on each show because Fox and USA have been wanting a champion on each respective network, a world champion on each respective network since they unified the titles last WrestleMania with Roman. And once again, we're, we're having a overage of uh, belts in the company. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was no need for this one when Roman's walking around with two, just have him give up one. Right. But for whatever reason, uh, you know. I'll tell you the reason. The reason is a 77-year-old man with a dyed <laughs> black mustache named Vince McMahon. Dude, that, he looks like Fredo. He acts he like does. Fredo. He does. He he looks creepy and makes me itchy when I look at him. It's just like, <laughs> ugh. And it's like the old man is back in charge again. Because he wormed, he was able to worm his way back in once the company got sold, and now he has final say over creative again. Which is why we have a third title all of a sudden. Yeah, which is why we have a third title, but no explanation of what to do with the other two that your current top champion has. And See, that goes that goes back <laughs> to what we said last year at WrestleMania when they shouldn't have unified the titles to begin with because they didn't have, because they didn't have a plan. You could right. tell they didn't have anywhere to go. They didn't know where they were going with this. They were just trying to promote a WrestleMania moment, not long-term booking, but just a moment in time to where people can say, I saw Roman Reigns unify both world titles. Well, okay. And where do we go from here? Roman's done a stellar job carrying both titles. But now you introduce a third world title, and what does that do? You can't send one to NXT. They already have their version of a world title. 
I'm waiting for Oprah to come out and start handing out belts. You've got a world championship. You and you and you. <laughs> it's like, it makes no sense. And it's like, they could have just simply had Roman lose one of the titles. Or, yep. or if you wanted to keep the unbeatable mystique of Roman Reigns intact, have Roman hand over one of the belts and say he don't need it. Right. So and, 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 ha- exactly. Have him he- hand over the WWE Championship because for Roman Reigns, the Universal Championship is what made him the tribal chief, head of the table. That's how he got to where he was, was carrying the Universal Championship. Just have him give up the WWE title and be like, this championship's beneath me. Here. So whoever wants it can have it because I don't yep. need it. I don't want it. I'm going to give it to my friend, whoever. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to so, give it to, I'm going to give it to solo. Cause I, I just don't want it. So. Right. And now so, solo, I think solo people would absolutely, they would crap all over that, but. Oh yeah. Um, they crap all over that. But. Uh, I'm, I'm just, now I'm trying to think who would be the best person. Well, who is aligned with them right now? Really? Really? Nobody. <laughs> nobody. It's just Roman, the Usos, Solo and Heyman. Oh wow! Okay, I'm sorry. I'm keeping up the scores, and the, the Reds just all of a sudden scored a couple of runs. They're uh, jumped ahead of the Rangers by one run in the eighth. All right. Oh wow! Uh, I'd say. I mean, I'm, I've actually been kind of pulling for the for the Reds. So uh, live this close, yeah. so why not? But, but yeah, either or he just says, "Look, or whoever takes it's a bounty. Whoever takes out Sami Zayn." Yeah. Or Kevin, Owens, or Kevin Owens. Or Kevin Owens. Gets the like championship. That. Yeah. Or whoever takes out Cody because he was feuding with Cody. Yeah. Here's the thing, too. And this is something that I heard on uh, What Culture Wrestling News this morning. Um, Adam Wilborn said it exactly right. He said, How does this make Cody Rhodes look if Cody Rhodes is the one to go to the pay per view in May and win the World Heavyweight Championship? It's a consolation prize mm-hmm. because he should have won it at WrestleMania. Yep. Everything that everything was built for Cody to win the title. But from what I understand, Cody was never going to was never scheduled to win that title. He was always going to lose that match. What sense does that make though? Let's see. He he comes back white hot, wins the rumble, is white hot all the way to WrestleMania and then loses. So yeah. What what if we give him this brand new championship? Okay. You give him this championship with absolutely no lineage at all. When the championship that he wanted is the one with sixty with almost seventy years worth of history to it. The one his dad couldn't get. The one his dad couldn't get, the one his brother couldn't get, the one that he he would be the Rhodes to win the WWE championship. But he was booked to lose at WrestleMania and may get a consolation prize in this. And not just book to lose, but to get smacked around the very next night on Raw for no reason. Yeah, no reason has still been given. Lesnar Lesnar was never scheduled to be at the the Raw after Mania. They had a pull-apart brawl last week. Brock wasn't on TV this week. He's supposed to be on TV next week. There's no story here. None at all. Just like with Seth Rollins, they have thrown Seth Rollins into a feud with Omos. They booked him in a match at Backlash with uh-huh. Omos with no story, 
they have never interacted before. And now all of a sudden, oh, they're going to have a match. And it's like, what does this do for either one of them? Because, okay, at least with Lesnar, it's believable that Lesnar was capable of beating Omos. Nobody's believing it. Unless he catches him with a stomp, that's the only way he's going to beat Omos. Seth Rollins is going to beat Omos. He's, he's <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. He's going to have to, have to hit the stomp a, a few times mm-hmm. to get it done. Omos is going to throw Seth Rollins around the ring. He's just, I mean. And he should. He should. He is, it, size alone, size and power, he is the susp- superior athlete. All of this just screams Vince McMahon's back in charge because there's no there's no logic to the stories the to the storytelling. There's no logic to let's introduce a championship, but we haven't addressed the current champion having two titles. None of it. And it's like it was all going so good, and then he's back. And, you know, and this is when our friend, I want to say it was Kyle, would actually address this, like, I can't defend this. And I exactly. would agree. Yeah, you know? exactly. There's, and I'd have to agree. Yeah. yeah, there's no way to defend this. It's it's just ridiculous. And I feel bad for Triple H because Triple H had taken the sinking ship that was WWE creative when Vince had to step down, turned it around fairly quickly Give credit where mm-hmm. it's due. Triple H is an excellent booker. And he's got things going in the right direction. Vince shows back up, sells the company, since he's buddy buddy with the with the CEO of, you know, Endeavor, he's automatically put back in charge of creative in WWE. So we go yeah. from fresh, good, long term storytelling to old antiquated storytelling old antiquated nonsensical storytelling with Vince McMahon Vince McMahon is booking the company like it's 1995 I like them big oh my yeah Yeah. he just wants big oversized monsters he doesn't care anything about the women's division it was apparent because Raw was rewritten last night and a lot of the segments involving the women were cut cut. there's my question Trish Stratus, they turned her heel. First of all, Trish Stratus is retired in the Hall of Fame. They ought to have the rule. Once you once you go in the Hall of Fame, you are done. You don't yeah. I mean if, if you come back for like a one time appearance, okay. Yeah, you, you do a one off or whatever, or if it's kind of like how edge, you know, guys that have to retire before they're ready to because of medical issues, you want to come back and have a little one off so you can leave on your own terms. Okay. Yeah. You look at what Steve Austin did. Steve yep. Austin was gone for almost 20 years. Comes back last year. Has a, a great brawl with Kevin Owens. And was able to go out on his own terms. Mm-hmm. But you didn't see Steve Austin challenging for the world title. Yeah. Or even a tag title. Trish Stratus. Why is she half of the women's tag team champions? I, I, it makes no sense. Yeah. And the thing is, she wasn't. Or left, or that was, was Lita. That was, she was Lita. Still My in, bad. Yeah. Well, either way, she was filling in for Lita because she did, she attacked Lita backstage because the whole story with Trish is like... And Why is I'm Lita actually, even there? There's another one. See, that was very random. Like, 
instead of building up damage control, they have just treated them like jobbers. They had, you know, they had EO and Dakota lose the tag titles to Becky and Lita with no real reason why Lita was teaming with Becky other than Becky looked up to Lita when Becky was young and coming up in the business. So then you've got that. Then Trish is hanging out with them. They have the six-man tag at WrestleMania. Of course, you know, they beat damage control because, God forbid, we let... Because why not, I guess. I mean, God forbid we let the people that are going to be there week in and week out win on the biggest show. Yeah. Um, No, we got to make sure that the retired legends, you know, get their shine. Then Trish turns on... Trish attacks Lita before before her and Becky's scheduled defense. So she takes Lita's place. She gets pinned purposefully from what I for what I've been reading. She gets pinned to lose the tag titles. Then she turns on Becky and beats the crap out of Becky. And then the promo the next week was that she was the original man because she single handedly took the women's division and made it credible. Which, which you know is not entirely a lie. Right. Trish came in as eye candy. And worked her tail off to become an excellent pro wrestler. She really did. And I give her all the credit. And so the feud with her and Becky can work. But what it does is scream, we don't have enough women in the women's main event scene to fight our champion or our biggest star. Becky Lynch is still the biggest star in that division. And they had to bring a retired Hall of Famer and to feud with her because they haven't built anybody else up to do Which it. Which is their fault, and especially since, I mean, and you look at the names they do have, all right? First of all, Rhea Ripley, uh, listen to some podcasts earlier, she's more likely going to turn face just organically because people are cheering. No, oh, my God. It, it, like, the rest of the Judgment Day gets booed. It's kind of like back when they had, Invasion, and they had the other except for Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam turned face organically because there was no other choice. He had too much crowd support to keep him. They weren't the fans weren't going to keep him a heel. Nope. The fans aren't going to keep Rhea a heel. Nope. She gets she gets more cheers than the faces that she's in the ring with, which is that just speaks to how how much she's over. And. Rhea Ripley is the SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, oh. my, my internet connection is unstable. Sorry, oh. let me let me tell some people to get off the internet. It's like um, you're using up. I always tell everybody in the house, it's like you're using up all the interwebs. Get off. <laughs> if you are streaming, please stop right now. Yes. Okay. Because uh, I don't know which connection. Actually, I do know which connection I'm on. Let me look. Okay, I'm on the good one. So, yeah. all right. My phone's still on Wi-Fi, but my computer's plugged directly in. So, oh, so you're you're good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, because part of that I heard, I, I kind of figured out because you uh you were talking about uh, Rob Van Dam being part of the invasion, but then again, he was so popular. Yeah, he was so popular that he. He was a face by default. Yeah. And Rhea's doing the same thing. 
And but it's like Becky Lynch is still their biggest star. Rhea Ripley is their star to build that entire division mm-hmm. around. That is the future. She is 26 years old and is only scratching the surface of how good she will be. And she's amazing right now. I mean, and look at what she's already accomplished. The the NXT UK Women's Championship, the NXT Women's Championship, WWE Women's Tag Titles, the um, Raw Women's Championship, and now the SmackDown Women's Championship. She's pulled off the Grand Slam that nobody can replicate. Exactly. Nobody can touch it. And the thing is now, also, she's won the won the Royal Rumble. She needs yes. one. She only needs one more, and she will have the ultimate money in the bank. Exactly. That's yep. all she needs, and she will have the ultimate Grand Slam in she women's won wrestling. Elimin- elimination chamber a couple years ago mm-hmm. too. Yep. That's right. Because she, she dominated that one, and then all of a sudden they didn't do anything with her. Yep. She won the chamber. She's won the rumble. Every women's every women's championship that WWE has, she has won except for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles, which did not exist when she was in NXT. Oh, and I heard on a podcast today, and for the life of me, I cannot remember, because I've been trying to catch up on my podcast for the past <laughs> days, uh, because my kids you know, don't exactly like to listen to podcasts when we're driving. Right. Uh, but we had a good, good road playlist on Amazon that Avery Nate, well... We had a playlist heading down to Florida. She called it Avery's Ditching Us. And, mm-hmm. and so on the way back, <laughs> she had she created another playlist that, you know, uh, actually I didn't add any songs to this one, but she and Leighton did, uh, called Avery's Unditching Us. <laughs> so we had music and and I, that's fine. They don't they don't want to listen to a wrestling podcast. And, all right, fine, whatever. Whatever, people. But so I've been trying to catch up on all my podcasts for the last few days. <laughs> but someone mentioned, and actually it may have been Ted, uh, Ted the Hillbilly Hill, the Hill Truth. Go check him mm-hmm. out. The podcast. Absolutely. Ted is the man. Um, but it may have been Ted who mentioned, uh, or maybe one of his guests, because he had BC on there for one of them. They were doing, um, a buy, hold, or sell, talking about heels. Uh, you you got to listen to that. Uh, if you never heard of his, was it buy, sell, or hold? Uh, that is actually a series that Ted does. He, he doesn't do mm-hmm. it all the time, but he he will do it. You know, he'll bring it out, and it works, and it's it's uh, one of the coolest episodes you'll ever hear. But, in fact, it was Ted, because Ted loves ex-con Dom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, he's gotten so over. I, such I can't. Fa- I can't fault him because he is so he he plays such an annoying character. But you can tell Dominic's having so much fun with it oh, that you yeah. can't help but you can't help but like it. He's you know he's so obnoxious. It's funny, <laughs> and he's having a blast with it, which makes it even you know more fun to watch because you know he's having a good time with it. It's not just something that creative is just like forcing on him that he's got to do right and i like to say one of the best wrestlemania entrances ever me and brian <laughs> yes oh my god that was so good to me that was you know roman and cody had their pyro you know bianca had the the little girls you know that did the dance routine when she came out 
there was a lot of excellent edge had slayer in, edge had slayer yeah there was a lot of excellent entrances but ex condom wins it coming out in the back of a police van <laughs> he spent with, two hours in yeah was, with uh, with his father's mask on yes handcuffed with goldberg like security walking him <laughs> to the ring it was over it was so over oh. the top and so obnoxious it was fantastic oh um but they pointed out <laughs> you know with <laughs> with him being part of judgment day and if yeah. Rhea, i mean if she goes face she's yeah. going to have to get kicked out of they're on different brands anyway right now yeah uh, so but they said who can replace her that would be something for Bailey because yeah. they are misusing Bailey something fierce right now. There's who did she tick off? That's all, all I want to know. Here's the thing Bailey should be Raw Women's Champion right now. She yes. should have beat Bianca. Nothing against Bianca. I've loved her as champion. Mm-hmm. She has been an amazing champion, but it's time for her to drop the title. And Bianca is very, very credible. Yeah, she's very credible. She's also very over. Losing the championship is yeah. not going to hurt her any. But they right. did. I don't. I still don't know if Bailey can come back from this from losing three world title matches in a row. They to uh, Bianca they are, last year. They have buried her so badly for no reason. When, yeah, when all they had to do was have her win the Raw Women's Championship and EO and Dakota win the tag titles. They got part of it right when EO and Dakota won the tag titles. But if they wanted to have damage control as an actual force in the women's division. Have them control the championships. Bailey should have been the world champion, and they should have been the world tag team champions. Well, they it's, pointed it, out. Um, well, they, they actually pointed out. A lot of people don't even realize this, um, but Bailey, she is Latina. Yes, because yes. her real name is um, Martinez. Uh-huh. Pamela Martinez. Yep. And so it would almost be like a perfect fit for her to yep. roll right at Judgment Day. Yep. You know, we know how good she is. She's a former women's champion. You know, NXT, for... NXT tag titles, raw SmackDown money in the bank. She's done she all just, those. Yes. She just needs to win wow. the rumble. Yeah. And, and the chamber. I mean, I'll throw the chamber hey. in there too, just because yeah. I mean, it's, but even um, not counting the chamber, actually she's won a chamber match because that's how her and Sasha won the tag titles. Oh, when they, there you go was when they were, quote-unquote, the inaugural women's tag team champions, even even though those of us that have watched wrestling for the last 40 years know that <laughs> they had women's tag team champions back they in, did. The, you know, uh, in the 80s. The first ones, I think, are the Jumping Bomb Angels. Yes. Yeah. Because they were an incredible tag team. Oh, yeah. But, of course, you know, revisionist history on the part of WWE, so – Sasha and Bailey are technically, in their eyes, the first women's tag team champions. But she won that in the chamber. So, well, they're the first WWE. That is true. There's the loophole. Yeah. Yep. So, but, but all she needs is uh, to win the Rumble, and she's done almost as much. She could Bailey. Uh, you know, Bailey's one of those who are misusing her. They're misusing Miz because, like I said, who did Miz tick off? They're misusing Oscar. Who did Oscar make mad? Yeah, Oscar you know, should have beat Oscar. Oscar should have beaten Bianca for the title at WrestleMania. She deserved to get her win back after they made her lose, break her streak against Charlotte Flair 
at WrestleMania when Charlotte beat her streak and took her title. Yep, and then they had Oscar lose and lose and lose and lose and lose there yep. for a while until she came back and got the money at the bank. Yep. Yep. So, and here's that, the thing: now she's she's bringing more of that side of her that she had in Japan, and it's like, why are y'all not capitalizing on this? It's like, yeah, she's still she's still over. The fans are still cheering her. Go with it. I don't understand this whole resistance to. Oh well, we didn't get the machine didn't get them over, so we can't push them in that direction. Get out of the way and make your money because that's what you're doing. You're losing money because you've got these, these talents are getting themselves over. Then just put the company behind them and strap mm-hmm. the rocket to them. Kind of like what hopefully they're doing with Gunther right now. Hopefully, hopefully, Gunther. Walter, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Hopefully he breaks Honky Tonk Man's record. That, yes, please, God. I need that to happen. (laughs) Yes. I need him to break the Honky Tonk Man's record. Then I need him to lose the Intercontinental title to Sheamus because then Sheamus gets his ultimate Grand Slam. Yes. And then have Gunther beat the crap out of Sheamus and take it back. I don't care if it's the same night. Just let let, let Sheamus have the Intercontinental title. It's the only title he hadn't had. I mean, he's been WWE champion, world heavyweight champion, Raw and SmackDown tag team champions, uh, United States champion. Intercontinental champion. Yeah. Well, I know he has not been Intercontinental champion. No, he has not been the Intercontinental champion. But he has won the Rumble. He has won the King of the Ring. He's won Money in the Bank. Oh, King of the Ring? I didn't even think, but they're not doing that this year, apparently. Nope. It was scheduled, and then they they canceled it when the old man came back. Uh, (sighs) Oh. Mm, it just, you know, when he comes out, I think everybody all starts saying, "Please retire." They need to just send him to the home. I yeah. don't care, Shady Pines. Just send him to a home. It's over. His home, a nursing home. I don't care. Somebody's home, just away from WWE because he's ruining it again. And shave, and, that, and shave that Fredo mustache. Oh my god! And stop dyeing your hair jet black. You're seventy-seven years old. Stop it. I know you're newly single, apparently. Yeah, because that's the rumor. But still. Okay, you're newly single. Okay, you're 77. Stop it. <laughs> just You're, you're just probably going to stay single at that age, more likely. Yeah. Here's uh, the thing. Even, you're going to stay single looking like Fredo Corleone is what you're going to do. That's <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen. Oh, and, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> go watch uh, The Godfather's. Godfather yeah, movies. Especially Godfather Part 2. In my opinion, that is the greatest sequel ever made. I'm a fan of movie sequels. I will yeah. discuss that at some point on my, on the on my podcast. You know what? I can yes, discuss sir. it also in the cubicle chat. We could, you know, we could do like a dual episode. We could, there yeah. we could. Yeah. You know, we could do one on, on one and then the continuation on the other. Boom. There you go. Yep. There you so, go. But him looking like that, and uh, it's weird. Triple H would be like the Michael Corleone. Yes, because yeah. he actually knows what he's doing. And yeah. Vince never wanted to own a wrestling company. He wanted to make movies. He's yeah, he wanted an he wanted an entertainment company. It's like, and Triple H wants to run a wrestling company. He, I mean, he's of course he's a smart businessman. He's going to use the entertainment aspect to draw people in. 
he's a wrestling fan. He grew up as a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. He's a student of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. He learned he learned everything he learned in the ring. He learned from the greats. I mean, mm-hmm. you can look at Triple H and tell hmm, he's watched Harley Race and he's watched Arn Anderson and he's watched and Ric he was, Flair. And, and he was trained by Killer Kowalski. He was trained by Killer Kowalski. He was mentored by William Regal. What more do you need to be an exceptional pro wrestler with that type of pedigree? And look at how he booked NXT, especially NXT from like 2014 to say 2019, like before the pre-pandemic. It was excellent. It was the best thing WWE was producing. Actually, at that time, when NXT was extremely hot from like say 16 to 18, it's the best pro wrestling in the world. It was, was when NXT. when he had his um his health issues when he almost mm-hmm. died. I mean that, that's yeah. a serious thing. He actually almost died. Yeah. And they actually first were like, "Why did they pull him off NXT?" And then we found out, oh, he yeah. just had to have a defib and stuff because he almost died. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, that's why they that don't blame them. You yeah. Got to worry about his health. Health comes first. Family comes first. That's that's how we roll. That's what we believe yeah. in, and it goes for them as well. And when as soon as he was stepped away, because we had an episode on it, look for it in the archives, it's in there. Yep. They changed the color scheme, first of all, to look where it looked like a circus. I'm telling you, it looked like '95 when they were pushing the new generation and everything was neon yes. and gaudy. And it's like they they did that, completely changed the look. It was the original, the Triple H's look for NXT was like old NWA or, you know, mm-hmm. Jim Crockett promotions, mid South. It was, it was just plain and gritty mm-hmm. and real, real. And you just, it looked like we're about to watch a fight, mm-hmm. you know? And then they turned it into, you know, technical rainbow. And so now we got, it doesn't look the same. The roster gets gutted. We've got green, we've got green horns wrestling green horns, which is not how a developmental mm. place is supposed to work. I mean, if you got the level up show that they have for like, uh, I think it's YouTube or something, um, you could do that there. Have green horns versus green horn because they got to learn. But if you're having them on network television, they're on USA Network every week. You need some you need some established talent to work with the Greenhorns in order to get them where they need to be, not just throw them out there. It's like when it's like when movie companies just throw a movie out there, send it out to die. It's like, yeah, that's how that's how they're doing with some of these, you know, some of these wrestlers. It's like, oh, well, we know you don't know anything, but here's your on the job training. You got to get out there in front of, you know millions of people on television and they i mean they do have a couple and i do mean a couple like ziggler ziggler's there yeah you know um, well ziggler's gone though. But, he was but, he was there with that short program with ron breaker when ziggler was nxt champion and then he's back on the main roster oh i didn't realize he had been moved up it's it's yep. been so just chaotic uh around here for me with everything with Going down to Florida and with the job and me leaving my job, which, you know, um, I think I've already told on the show my last day at this mm-hmm. job is May 4th. No, I do not have anything lined up yet. I'm waiting, mm-hmm. waiting for yep. it. 
there is a possibility. You know, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it if I get it, uh, because it sounds like it's just a absolutely fantastic opportunity. You know, but for now, I don't have anything. But we're we'll be good. <laughs> you know, just gotta. <sighs> but I'll go back to WWE with this new title and with Vince coming in there, and you can tell they said that he was changing stuff up last minute mm-hmm. last night on Raw. And like I said, bringing Greenhorns against Greenhorns, the blind leaving the blind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the only ones I can ever think of who actually had zero experience with zero experience and they actually taught each other were the Hardys and Shannon Moore and a couple other ones. Yeah. And yeah. eventually, eventually they did have somebody, the Italian Stallion, Michael Hayes, a couple of them finally did, you know, kind of yeah. polishing them up some. And, you know, but that's a rare, rare case. Yeah. Um, because they had Omega Wrestling right there out of Southern Pines of North Carolina. Yep. And, but you, like you said, you need that, somebody with experience. That's why the NWF, you know, I will always go mm-hmm. back to them. Which, by the way, they just did a show up near Cleveland this past weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they were talking about somewhere, and I'm like, where are they at? And I had to look up, like, oh, my Lord. Okay, that explains why all of them are also taking pictures at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but the NWF, I mean, they were up there. That is why the NWF, they have these seasoned professionals like Waka Chris Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, like someone like, like a Pompano Joe, you know, which a lot of people may not have heard of. Pompano Joe is a... Uh, Great wrestler. I mean, I like watching all of his matches. If you could ever see him live, go do it because he's a uh, excellent, excellent trainer. You know, but he's a perfect. You know, he's been around a while. He's a veteran. Like, um, well, Chris Lotus actually, Chris Lotus is actually taking a step back for right now. But the guy they call uh, Swinger, he's right there. Of course, Roger Ruffin himself has been yep. in the business for a very long time. Um, his wife, Big Mama, you know, she's been on the show a couple times. She's actually the main trainer of the women, but they also have some other experienced women actually helping them. They don't just say, okay, everybody brand new, mix it up. No, they have people showing this. So that's what NXT needs. And yes, I know they have their trainers back in the back, but the trainers aren't going to be having matches with them. You know, Chris Harris, apparently, um, when I was driving out of Florida, they had the NWF Rumble, and Chris Harris actually got in the ring for the Rumble. So uh, you are frozen up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that. For those of you scoring at home, uh, unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties and things like that happen. Uh, Dwayland's computer completely froze up. Um, my computer earlier had, was kind of trying to freeze up, so our, apparently somebody doesn't want us to yeah. talk about, you know, somebody doesn't want us to talk about something. Vince is I like, have, eh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I have to bring this up because I just saw this story right before uh, I actually sent you the link. Uh, uh, for Zoom. Last night, backstage, CM Punk was at Raw. Yes, he was. And he they said that he had a conversation with Triple H. Nobody really knows what that conversation was about. I don't know if it was... It, I'm assuming it was business because they don't really like each other, so I can't see it really being cordial. Right. Um, but then he was asked to leave by Vince McMahon. 
So, yep. you know, he, he gets kicked out of Raw probably because he's technically still under contract with AEW and Vince yep. is. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, that's where Vince is a businessman. No matter what we think yeah. about him on the wrestling side yeah. of the house, on the business side, we do know yeah. Vince. I mean, he went from living in a trailer park in Havelock, North Carolina, to be- becoming a multi-billionaire. Yeah, so, and, uh, and Vince is petty. So and Vince is Vince, petty. Vince is fine if he cut if he kicks you to the curb, but if you leave him on your own terms, then yeah, your yeah. persona I non mean, grata. There's some who've kind of you know been able to I mean, come back, but Co- Cody's been able to do it. That's because Vince again, he's a smart businessman and he knows. Cody went around the world and turned himself into a brand. Mm-hmm. I, I can take advantage of that and make money off that. So, you know, some have done it, but then some, like Macho Man Randy Savage, never came back. And that was because because Vince Savage still wanted to wrestle. He was still capable of wrestling excellent matches. But Vince thought he was too old and stuck him behind the announcer's desk. So when contract negotiations came up, Randy's just like, I'm not resigning. Yep. Uh, Jeff Jarrett was able to come back, which surprised me. That is very surprising. Yep. Uh, yeah, Jeff Jarrett was able to come back. There's been some that have been able to come back, but there's been some that Vince is just like, Nah. Yep. So, but yeah, CM Punt being back there, and like you said, McMahon was like, "Can't have you back here while you're under contract," because mm-hmm. that that could be looked at very, very like yeah, legally. Legally, legally that, I mean that could be considered poaching talent. I mean, regardless of what Punk's status is in AEW, he's still one of their biggest stars. He's still one of their biggest, technically. He's still one of their biggest money makers. People or fans are still clamoring for him to come back. Not so much on the talent side. There's been talents that say, you know, I'll work with him. You know, I'll do business or whatever. But CM Punk's not made himself very likable nope. backstage in AEW. You know, it's like, which has been the CM Punk's calling card, I think, his entire career. It happened. It was that way in Ring of Honor. It was that way in mm-hmm. WWE. You know, it's kind of him. He just rubs people the wrong way. He's a Terrell Owens of wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, because it just hit me because Terrell Owens, yes, you want him on your team at first for those couple years. And then he starts making it all about Terrell. I was open, Jeff. Sure, throw me the ball, yeah. Jeff. And, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, how are you going to um, – Oh my God! Who was the quarterback at Philly when he was there? Uh crap! Oh my Lord, McNabb, Donovan McNabb. Yes, Don McNabb. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who was a phenomenal quarterback? Absolutely. Took them to the Super Bowl without mm-hmm. Terrell because Terrell was hurt. Yep. yep. You no, know, but they had their feud that was mm-hmm. going on. Then he went to Dallas as my quarterback. I had no idea what that was all about, but he. But, just, you know, him, Jeff it, George, there's another one. Yeah. Jeff George is yeah. on the same level as Terrell Owens. Don't get me wrong. But Jeff George, first year with the Colts, then with the Falcons, then with the Raiders, it was always the same thing. Mm-hmm. First year is great. Next year, he's a, a pain in the butt. He's yeah. malcontent. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I have to use Kyle's word again because it, yeah, for the podcast, he did he did coin the word, and so I got to yeah, you no, know, I, I got to give him credit. I mean, I was like, you know what, that word fits, and you know, so yeah, I I would have a hard time hiring CM Punk. You'd say yes, talent, yes, bring in money. However, where's the yeah. flip side of that? Yeah, you know, is the my thing with CM Punk, and I've, I've been a CM Punk fan since Ring of Honor. But when does it get to be? Does he pull in enough? Does he pull in enough fans and enough revenue to put up with the attitude and to put up with the disruption that his presence obviously cause, causes in locker rooms? When does the when does the, when does it get to where the bad outweighs the good? Exactly. Yes, but yeah, he was there. McMahon kicked him out. He said, "Look here, yep. I'm afraid. I'm Fredo. Get out." Yeah, and you know, so, but I mean, I can't get mad at Vince for that. Like I said, he's a businessman, Triple H. We don't know what their conversations about, and I'm going to guess neither one of them are going to talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Triple H won't talk. I could see CM Punk going on another podcast. You know, what we're talking about and. Oh, yeah, like he did on Colt Cabanas, yeah. And then burned that bridge, too, and lost a friend with Colt Cabana. And they had been friends for 20 years. And so my only thing is handle – CM Punk needs to come with a warning label Mm -hmm. on him at all times. It's like, you know, handle with caution because – This man comes with baggage. Yeah, this thing blows up real quick. And if you're ready to walk on eggshells around this person, just so you can get those those crowd pops, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to put up with that, go ahead. You got about twenty other people though that you might lose because of this one person. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, twenty people who you're not paying as much individually, collectively you're probably paying more, maybe because CM Punk also brings a high price tag. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't cheap. Right. You know, so, but the talent, the the matches you're going to get with these other ones, are going to be good. Yeah, and you're mm-hmm. you know, and you're not going to have to put up with the antics of somebody who thinks everything revolves around them. Exactly. So, but so I believe we've covered just about everything that at least I wrote down in my notes. Um, you know, so uh, next week we will plan to be doing this again on Tuesday. Yep. Um, T-ball practice on Monday. People practice on Monday. Uh, next week, I'm actually going to be by myself. Well, not by myself. It's just going to be me and the kids because my wife is going to be flying to Jamaica. Oh, for, Jamaica. Yeah, for a work trip for her travel agency stuff. Um, on top of, she was doing seasonal work with a tax preparation place in town, and mm-hmm. she has now been hired on full-time with the place. Oh, because, yep. Cool. So we have a lot, you know, I told her, you know, I said, I have a feeling 2023 is going to have a lot of changes. And so far, yeah, we've got a lot of yeah. changes, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, but we will figure out, you know, right now, um, we're trying, you know, you and I, we're getting back in the swing of things as far as, yep. but we're doing everything tentatively because every time we say, yes. okay, we're going to start playing things out. I'll say, boom, 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 boom. Yep. Life happens. Um, yep. Yep. Because we still owe bear an interview. Absolutely. Yeah, we still and we will definitely get to that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Bear, if you're listening or watching, um, we still got you. Don't worry. You know, we're just trying to figure out when. I want. I don't want to say you guarantee, 
But yeah. When the best time is to uh, try to get you scheduled. We have some other people on, on tap to come on as well. Um, other podcasters, other wrestlers, other people, you know, uh, because our series on why we are fans seemed to, uh, you know, uh, become kind of popular. People actually liked it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think know, we need and, to continue that just, you know, as soon as we can get things kind of calmed down. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Get it all calmed down. So, yeah. Uh, but until we can figure that out, my friend, I just got to say good night and God all bless. Right. God bless. God bless.